What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 99 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. Rodney Hawkins joined us in studio this week to talk about some market stuff when it comes to land, even residential stuff, and where they're going with Midwest Farm and Land, his company, and what he's got coming at RG Outdoors. And we also got into some other hunting stuff as well, of course, as we always do. But if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that Rodney's a partner of ours. So it's always good to get to talk to him, bring him in, and hear about what he's got going on. And, you know, just talk shop hunting stuff with him. So we'll get into that. But first, don't forget about our partner, other partner for the podcast, Grandpa Ray Outdoors. Now, they specialize in providing the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seeds and plant foods. No matter what you're looking for, you're pretty much going to be able to find it with them. They've got over 14 different blends, whether that be whether you're looking for fall or spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it. When it comes to food plotting, they pretty much got it. Now, they were started in 2015, but John up there has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. They're not just about selling their products, though. They're going to answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. They're not about a fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. We've used their seed blends on client properties of our own and our own properties over the past couple years, and the results have always been as good as advertised. That's why we actually partnered with them in the first place, and that's why we're going to do that as long as possible. If you guys want more information on them, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com, and you can make an order there as well. If you decide to do that, use the discount code RHOPODCAST. That's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your order. We're also a dealer for them, too, so you can stop in and see us at the shop and order anything that way, and it'll save you some money on shipping as well. And then, of course, like I said, Rodney Hawkins is a partner on the podcast. We're going to get into what he does and the things he's got going on, but, you know, he's a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. You guys have heard about them. If you haven't, they're really big into recreational properties he will talk about how they've moved into more residential stuff but they still have a lot of properties available and they have a lot of buyers available which he's going to tell you guys about too so if you're looking to sell land they're going to be who you want to talk to uh rodney's number is 618-925-3153 if you have any questions about that or anything you hear on the podcast he's also got his own company he's going to talk about called rg outdoors he's got a few products from a few different companies and uh, he's looking to possibly get into a brick-and-mortar store coming up soon and have a have a physical location for you guys to check out, too. But for right now, they have a Facebook page, RG Outdoors. You can email them at rgoutdoorsyahoo.com or, again, just use Rodney's cell number, 618-925-3153, if you have any questions about that. Our social media is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Facebook and Instagram are the two that I use the most. Our Facebook group is called RHO Podcast Patrons, and that's for anybody who listens to the podcast Join in there, and you can have some input on what happens on the show. We'll let you guys know what's coming up when we can. And uh, we're going to do some giveaways there throughout the season, too. So that's exciting as well. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you follow us there and leave us a review. YouTube, like and subscribe on that. Hit the notification bell. If you guys didn't know, Fall Pursuit, our first ever episode, came out last Tuesday. So it's been up for almost a week now, and we're going to have another one coming out tomorrow. So make sure you don't miss that. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Let us know what you think of it, too. Our website is ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Anything you see on there you like, use the discount code RHOPOD. All caps, no space. You get 10% off your order there, whether that be the apparel or the all-natural scents that we've got uh, or the food plot seed that we have available on there as well. We won't have that probably available until the spring, but... If you do decide to buy some, use that discount code, and that'll save you some money. 
The Big Buck Contest is underway. We've got a giveaway that we're going to announce today. We drew for that yesterday, so we're going to announce the winner. And if you guys are listening to this, before you've checked our Facebook page, before you've seen that, go do that, and you'll be able to see who won the first giveaway of this year's Big Buck Contest. We appreciate everybody who signed up for that, and good luck. Hopefully you guys get to enter some bucks into that and have a good chance at winning that 350 Legend. So with all that said, let's get into episode number 99 with Rodney Hawkins. This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors Podcast. All right, we got Rodney in studio again this week. For you guys, it's been, what was the last time you were on here? April? Gosh, it's been a while. Probably spring. Yeah. March or April is definitely in the spring. I know we talked about, we try to do this a couple times a year, so this this rotation might work out pretty good. Yeah. Get you in there in the spring, and then one time during the season here, we got just got the season going, so everybody's excited about being out there and hunting. We've kind of worn off the first week excitement. Yeah. We're hitting that lull period where we're trying to get excited for the pre-rut. But uh, we were just talking before, well, most people, Dusty's been seeing some deer, but camera's just pretty bit, been pretty pretty dead. Um, I got to say, I've got some spikes that are just going nuts. Yeah. I mean, like, you would not believe how much activity these guys are giving me. Well, don't let Jeff out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that people are, you know, like you're saying, they're not having too many... Uh, uh, showing up on camera, but like these spikes I got, like man, let her have it, man. Huh? Yep, I've got the. They'll die at three years old, won't they? <laughs> no, nah, probably in about four weeks. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I've got five cameras out on my own, and then share two with Bo. And the five cameras I got, like every night, they're just. I get up. A, I have my phone set on Do Not Disturb till mm-hmm. like seven o'clock. Well, then at 7 o'clock, it's going nuts. Well, that's good. I mean, good. There's, there's 30, 40 pictures a night. Yep. You're one of the guys that's getting some pictures then, huh? Yeah, but um, it's mostly does and the yearlings, you know. Yeah, younger bucks. But, uh, but no, we have some we have some decent bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Some that's borderline. You're just going to have to wait and see right. what they look like in front of you. Then we got a couple yep. couple hogs, which I showed you some pictures a while ago. So yep. we'll... But they're they're not the ones that's going to come close, you know. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel was talking about it earlier. The the borderlines are going to come and stand at you at ten yards and stick their tongue out at you. Yep. And the shooters you they're never going to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to be at about seventy five yards the whole time, right around you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got just got second picture of this deer that I got, but the first like no doubt shooter for me tonight. The picture I was showing you beforehand, and then I got like you're saying, I got a few others that are like. If I see him, maybe. But like, if I if I don't see him and it's right away, oh yeah, he's a shooter. I'm just gonna let him walk. Yeah, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But that's that's about all I got so far. So, and yep. it's not, I've not got a bunch of pictures at all. Like I'll get a doe messing around in front of the camera for twenty minutes and get a bunch of pictures of her. But, Smell on the camera. Yep, yep. I've had a few of those, but uh, I really thought with the rain coming in and being cooler, I thought they'd move like crazy tonight. But I think tomorrow will be good. I didn't even get any pictures like six thirty tonight. I think that with the the wind like it was today, and we're still kind of the front still kind of moving through today. So I think tomorrow will be good. Then Wednesday we're back to what seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did drive around this evening, uh, checking some other spots, seeing what crops are out. Uh, saw that one. You getting close? Uh, no, no, no. Have they even started? Um, 
No. Should they have started? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. There's a bean field. Ah, there's a couple bean fields peeled off there. Yeah. Um, no corn. That's not going to help you much. Nah, no corn. Um, let's see. That one I showed you a little bit ago, um, he's right across the road from where he needed to be. Yep. But when all that corn comes out, who you knows? Know, he should end up back there in the thicket where he ought to be. Yep. Uh, yeah. But he looked like he'd be borderline shooter, you know. Mm-hmm. I just got a quick look at him, but he, he could be there. Right. Um, but then, gosh, they're at home. I've got like two different three-year-olds on camera. Um, they, uh, they're they not impressive looking at all. Uh, an eight-pointer and a ten-pointer. I have one buck that I think is four that I've got just a couple pictures of from last year. Um, he did not do anything impressive at all. If anything, he's a tiny bit smaller. That's the one that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anything, he's a tiny bit smaller. But, uh, again, all my hope is riding on the 300 acres of corn that surrounds me, you know. Well, you know they're going to hold up in there in those waterways and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as that corn comes out, uh, we've got the weed patch and everything. So should be good to go there. I mean, something's got to get pushed in there. Did you but see that I sent you? I did. I did. That's a giant deer. Uh, yeah, nothing like that. Uh, nothing like that there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 218. Yep. I was going to say here, if you guys haven't, go back and listen to episode number 72, which I probably already said this into in, in the intro. A little peek behind the curtain here. Usually when we have a guest in, we talk to him, and then I go back and record the intro <laughs> afterwards. So sometimes I repeat myself because I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Rodney was on with us on 72, so that was back in April. Um, you're, if, if they've been listening to the podcast too, they know because, you know, you're a partner of ours. Yep. Um, that you work with Midwest Farm and Land, and then you've got RG Outdoors as well. Mm-hmm. And Midwest Farm and Land is big into selling recreational properties, yep. obviously. So I know we, we talked about a little bit on 72, but just kind of talk about that a little bit, about okay. uh, what you guys got. You don't have to go into, like, the whole background, because, again, go back listen to the other episode, but, like, is there anything new? What's what's going on with Midwest really Farm just, and Land? Staying steady? Um, keeping it's staying busy? steady. I mean, we sell tillable ground. We sell recreational ground we sell commercial we sell residential mm-hmm. um with the change in the market this year we've sold a lot more homes than the recreational ground this year right which is kind of odd um for us um, but we we do it all i mean we're just not you have to change your name company. to uh midwest farm and home farm and home yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've got an ad that actually says don't let the the name deceive you because we have right you know we sell everything but uh with the interest rates, that's kind of slowed the land down a little bit. But oh, I tell yeah. you what, there's still a lot of cash out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got two or three buyers right now. If I could find ground for them that want to spend five hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars, yeah. you know, Man. lucky them, huh? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, lucky you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I could find it, right. Um, I put. Um, I I got ten acres. You got ten acres. <laughs> I'll cut them a deal. We'll go two hundred fifty thousand on it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if some farm grounds bring that not very far <laughs> north know. of us, I know it. Um, but um, as far as as far as tillable farm ground, yeah, I mean, right now we're seeing stupid, ridiculous prices. You know, mm-hmm. anywhere from eight thousand up to twelve thousand just in our area. You mm-hmm. know, up around Montrose, just two months ago, I think there was some that hit eighteen grand. My, goodness. do you see that changing anytime soon? Or you think it's just going to level off, or is it going to keep going up? They don't make any more of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, this tillable farm ground is highly sought after, but man, if you're paying that much for it, you got to be paying cash. 
Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't finance that stuff. I mean, right. you're talking eight. I mean, there's time you, you pay know, your interest on it. You're... Yeah. I mean, if you're a first time, there's a program out right now with the FSA that if you're a first time farmer mm-hmm. or have a farm background, you can get some decent interest rates, three and four percent. But just for the average person to go out, you know, the average farmer, like your father-in-law to go out and buy ground, you know, if he was going to finance it, and you're only, you're seven, eight, eight percent. Right. Um, you're not going to get very many farmers that's going to do that. Mm-mm. No. Now, um, on houses, it's a little bit different because everybody needs a place to live. Mm-hmm. And more people now are realizing this is a proven fact that millennials, sorry guys. Um, I think I just missed a cut on that. Did you? Yeah. I think I'm at Z or X or whatever's after that. Okay. I'm right there on the edge. <laughs> I'm definitely a millennial. Yes. You're smack in the middle of it. Yeah. You're right. not the typical millennial, though. <laughs> no. <but>. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, PTL, maybe. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, millennials are, have figured out where they realize they're throwing money away paying rent. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. For some reason, a lot of generations couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more driven toward owning their home than renting so that is part of where this this increase in the market has come from is just the millennials themselves well then through all the ppp money there was so much money that flooded the market a lot of people use that for their down payments and stuff like that so so right now we're you know it's a it's a seller's market if it's there high demand and yeah fixed no inventory yeah um, you get a good quality property that comes on the market. I mean, a house, whatever it is, it's gone in 12 hours. I mean, we was talking yeah. about that mm-hmm. one one earlier. Mm-hmm. There was a 54 acres that was on that market four hours. Yeah. I put, um, this was a sportsman's paradise, I put, over Claremont, over East Olney, I put on 30 acres, and it had a 1994 mobile home at Double Wide. But, man, it looked like it was almost brand new. Yeah. But it had the old shag maroon carpet oh yeah. yes oh yeah you know um you had the vintage feel yeah the vintage feel but uh set in a nook of a lake and the the lake looked like from my drone pictures looked like a turkey's foot so it was just oh, a beautiful yeah. setting but i put that on the market at five o'clock on wednesday night thursday morning i got a phone call from a couple out of florida wanting to make an offer on it and i hadn't even seen it hmm. so by the time it was over with i had three offers and probably could have took more if um, it allowed, but we just got such a good offer on it yeah. over asking mm-hmm. that right. the seller said, let's just go ahead. You know, yep. I'm, I, you know, we're not going to get any better than this. And right. we probably wouldn't have. So. Right. So how much of that are you seeing, like on, especially on the land side of things, out of state buyers? Like we to make up a pretty good percentage. <clears throat> I bet, I bet to be honest with you, I'd say probably it was more a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd bet we're 50-50 now. Yeah. Wow. A couple of years ago, when there was a lot, I bet it was higher than that. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to bet, like, probably, and I mean not having any idea, 50 to 60% would have been my guess. Yeah. We have a lot of Alabama. Yeah. We have a lot of Georgia, mm-hmm. Mississippi, Louisiana. And we've talked about this before. And, of course, if they're buying land, they can get landowner permits. But even in, like, Iowa, depending on – what seasons you're hunting and when you can get up there, it's you can get maybe two tags a year, uh, maybe, right? Maybe. So here in Illinois, you can buy two tags a year no matter what, and it's mm-hmm. closer than Iowa. It's the closest thing to Iowa they're going to get without mm-hmm. driving another five hours. Yeah, I never know? thought about that part of it. Right. 
We uh, have the probably, and I mean the reputation is getting better all the time. But Southern Illinois has some of the biggest, but the best deer hunting mm-hmm. in the Midwest that is yeah. in Iowa. Yeah, you're right. Or Kansas, and or Kansas, Kansas is another six hours. So. We we had talked before. I knew that Illinois was always a contingency plan for out of staters yep. because tags are over the counter, mm-hmm. at least for bow. You know, yep. like yep. they can they can just buy them. They got to pay for them. They want to go to these other places, but they know that Illinois is always a fallback. Yep. But since we're a two buck, no matter what state, mm-hmm. if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay that money. Yep. Then they want ground here. Yep, and I you go to Missouri. You go to Missouri. You got to go to north, basically northeastern, northwestern Missouri to get into big deer because southeastern Iowa. Missouri is yeah. yeah, almost Iowa. Yeah, if you go to Indiana, it's hit or miss. There's some big yeah. deer there, but not as many as mm-hmm. readily available. We'll say as Illinois, mm-hmm. Kentucky. If you're not in western Kentucky, where the ag grounds at, you're gonna have a tough time. Yeah, they're smaller. And then you've got Ohio, yeah. but. That's a long way. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you take Mississippi to Ohio. Yeah. That's a, that's a haul. I mean, we're the closest big buck state, quote unquote. I mean, you're eight, eight hours. Yeah. You know, a day's drive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if a guy's going to buy land, he wants to be able to go to it more than yep. one trip They a cross year. the river and they stop right here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, the thing about it is, like, Iowa, you got to get the draw. Yeah. You know, Kansas, I think it's the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know about yeah, Ohio. Kansas is a draw now. I don't know about Ohio either. I th- it at least used to be over the counter, right? Because I think did Wes and Lathan not go out and hunt, or Wes and Craig or Jamie back in the Team Harvest days? Yeah. I think it was on the first or second video. Yeah, they, they went, went out and hunted there. Ohio. Yeah, Jamie went out there and killed a good buck. Did he? Um, and there wasn't. I don't remember him saying there was much to it as yep. far as the license and tags and everything. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Clifford, you know, our Radix dealer. Yeah. And uh, he said, it might take you five years to get a permit in, Ohio, in Iowa. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, you come up, I mean, all they got to do is drive up here and go to, go to Walmart. Go to Walmart and get mm-hmm. you a tag and hunt that afternoon, you know? Yep. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I'd say it's 50%. Um, and, um, like, I've got a guy right now from Alabama I'm looking for property for. He's a great guy. Um, become good friends, but we just, he just hasn't found anything that, that we can get for him yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Been outbid on a couple properties. Um, now farmland, it's all you know, it's all local unless oh, it's yeah. a corporation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's which uh, is still being run by local people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, compared to the last two years, are there as many places and properties coming up for sale this year as there has been the last couple of years? No, we're yeah. probably. I bet the the if I was checking numbers, I bet the well, let's just put it this way: last year we sold eighty five million. Mm-hmm. The year before last, we sold one hundred ten million. Mm-hmm. Year before that, we sold one hundred twenty five or thirty five million. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you the decrease. The in, people that are wanting yeah. it are getting it and hanging on to it. You think? Yeah, well, yeah, and people we're starting to see in the last two months, we are starting to see a lot more tillable come on the market. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's because they're paying stupid prices for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. How um, do you not sell ground for, like, say you bought it in 1995 yeah. for $2,000 an acre, if that, for if tillable that, ground. Yeah. How do you not sell maybe, it for 10000 Maybe 800 an acre. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have bought John Crone's farm. Really? I could have bought John Crone's farm for $350 an acre. Oh, my god. So gosh. we talk about Winky a lot. I mean, we've had conversations about him on the podcast. Yeah. I heard him say that 
He thought back when he was buying property, if a guy would have been smart about it, you could have bought all oh, of no. southeastern Iowa and paid for it with the timber. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it was like $350 an acre because nobody yeah. wanted it because you couldn't do with it. Well, that's one walnut tree. Yeah. There's enough timber there that you could have bought all of southeast Iowa yeah. and just made your money back with the timber. Yeah. And he said that that's one thing, like going back, that's what you do. And it's yeah. like, well, you look at it now, even like we were just talking recreational property even is going for 4000 yeah. an acre. And who would have thought? Bob McCorkle, the mm-hmm. farm that he had in Georgia. Mm-hmm. He bought that, logged it, paid it off. Oh my! Just gosh. on logs. Years. I mean that, and, but that was twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah, I remember when he left. I mean, well, yeah, he owned it like twenty years before he ever left, though. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, there's a lot of farm ground. Which when I was in the, got out of high school, it was eighty one. Farm ground was two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty, four hundred fifty dollars an acre. Yeah, and I had, I raised hogs, all my FFA projects. I had money. I should have bought ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but we can all sit here and say we should have done stuff. Right. Yep. Which but, it makes uh, me think, wonder if even when we're talking about $4,000 an acre being a lot for recreational property, if we're going to be saying the same thing in 20 years or if it's going to plateau at some point. I I got to think the rent ground's going to plateau. You think? Because, and here's why. I mean, if you're borrowing the money, it's got to appraise. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. And you, if you can't make money back on it. Yeah, and most recreational ground, you're not making money back on it. Okay. Unless you have 40 acres, it's got 10 acres of CRP or something on it. Right. You know? And even then, you're talking pennies. Yeah. You're yeah. Pro- I mean, $1,700, a year, you know, yeah. enough to pay the taxes. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're paying your taxes on it, right? But um, recreational ground um, here in Wayne County, which the counties that – People are wanting to buy ground in. It's Wayne, um, Marion, Clay, um, a little bit of Jefferson, mm-hmm. as far as we've in Southern Fayette. Um, we're the that's where people want to are wanting to buy the ground for the bigger because mm-hmm. we've got the the notoriety of the bigger bucks. Yeah, right. probably our fault. Yeah, oh, man. we kept saying we quit saying we were from Kansas. That's right. <laughs> now Southern Illinois, there's a lot of ground. I mean, truthfully, if I was going to buy ground just to hunt, I'd go to Southern Illinois because you can buy ground down there for twenty five hundred an acre. Yeah. 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 And the thing about it is, you can go down there. Just like today, we uh, one of our agents down there put five acres on the market, but it's butted up by Shawnee on three sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got public access. So you got five thousand, ten thousand acres. You know. To me, if you're looking at buying recreational property that might be worth something. In the future, it's that kind of ground because mm-hmm. with Missouri's elk program, eventually there th- will be elk in the Shawnee Forest in <coughs> southern Illinois. Well, and there's that ground will be stupid expensive once it gets to that point. Well, there's elk mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Right, exactly. There's so Kentucky, there's, Missouri is all around us, and the Shawnee has the the terrain to hold yeah. an elk herd. Mm-hmm. If you buy ground down there for twenty five hundred dollars an acre in thirty forty years when there's elk down there, yep, I yeah. Uh, Worst part about Shawnee is rattlesnakes. I can't stand snakes. I was <laughs> yeah. getting ready to say that yep. 2,500 an acre will come with all the rocks and the snakes you can imagine. <laughs> well, and get you some gator boots. And uh. You'll be fine. There was a an acquaintance of mine uh, bought some ground down in Hardin County. I think he bought 100 acres, I believe. And he went in there and he said it was stuff that he had been just left, you know. Yeah. And he said, he said, I've seen rattlesnakes all the time. He said, but by the time I got done bush hogging and cleaning up and making my trails and stuff like that. He said, I hardly ever see one, but I guess in the old CRP field that they just 
forgot about. He said they was thick. I mm. bet. I would have said nope. Uh-uh. Burn. The I don't whole know how thing. you get rid of them either. Burn the whole thing. <laughs> I'd have to be twice. In, twice. Yeah. I'd have to been in a cab tractor with my feet. I think still think I'd been on on top of the seat. You know. Yeah. yeah right. My feet. Right. Uh, yeah, just I, go in there and rip it <laughs> several times after you burn it. Even get them out a, of the ground. Drop a bomb. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, no. Years and years ago, we went down there four wheeling one time, and I seen two or three snakes, and I thought I ain't never coming down here again. Yeah, Mm-mm. I mean it's like you know we got we all have a lot of friends that go down there and ride horseback. Oh yeah, and you know mm-hmm. they've had to seen them or yep. they've but. I do worry, like, when we go hiking down there occasionally, it's like, man, you're always looking for See, them. See, and I won't even do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't catch me out there with them. If I'm uh, going, I'm wearing my 380 on my side. And, right. And, and then I'm in the National Park. So Four, was, 45. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big snake. Anything worth big doing gun. is worth doing right. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm in the National Park, so again, we're going to get me for where so, I'm far So are they. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear nothing, officer. I don't know what you're talking about. That Tree snake, fell back there a little ways. That snake was disturbing my peace. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> but I, I do think, to answer your question about ground level or not, I think recreational ground is going to have to level out. Tillable farm ground, I don't, I don't know. I don't see anything like that happening. Right. Isn't there black dirt? Up in central and northern Illinois and Iowa selling for 25000 yeah. an acre. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. unbelievable. I'll tell you what you guys ought to do. You ought to get on uh, landwatch.com uh-huh. if you don't and just get their alerts for stuff that comes on the market up there. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. I mean, you know, the other day I think there was a 40, on, no, wait a minute. Yeah, 40 came on and it was like 850000 you know, so how much money? What kind of bushel you had got to raise on a on a, per acre? All but, of it, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> to but, make that money. But two hundred fifty bushel an acre corn. If there's nothing for them, mm-hmm. right? You're, and they're pushing one hundred twenty five acre or bushel an acre beans. Yeah, they're uh, um, our our uh, bumper crops and and stuff that we just dream about. Yeah, they'd probably be upset if they right. grew that. Bad years, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can remember when. You know, we'd grow 100 bushel acre corn, and them mm-hmm. guys up there were pushing 175 and 200. You mm-hmm. know, and we thought 100 bushel acre corn was good back yep. in the 70s. Yep. And now. But you're still talking, if you're raising 200 bushel corn and they're raising 300, mm-hmm. that's not three times as much. Mm-hmm. The no. math don't work out. No, it's, well, only, it's only, they've only got 50% more crop. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, the difference too is, the soil is more fertile. Like oh, you don't yeah. Have to oh have, yeah. You don't have to have the fertilizer. The cost is down. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, their taxes up there? You got any idea? I don't know what. I haven't really paid much attention to taxes. It is Illinois. It is Illinois. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I haven't really paid any, much attention to what taxes are um, in those areas because I really don't do much up there. Now, if, mm-hmm. I, if I had something to sell up there, like I'd, I'd love to go burn and sell 100 acres of tillable farm ground. Right. I yes. Could, I could. <laughs> I'd like to do that in January because you know what? I wouldn't have to work the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the commission on it. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. But um, recreational ground, though, I think, yeah, I think it's going to have to level off. I mean, last year we seen rec ground 32, 35. This year we're seeing rec ground in, in certain areas four and even five. Yeah. Wow. Over around Marion County, you're getting some fives, but under 5,000 an acre. Um, but some of those two are managed. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got the trails, they've got, 
you know, yeah. food plots already put in them. And, yeah. and that's getting to be a big business now, as oh, you yeah. guys know. Um, we had a guy buy 291 acres down in, in Hardin County, Hardin Pope. And he went in there and started cutting trails, putting stands, making plots. Yep. And he starts selling that off. Yep. And he's making a mint. Oh, yeah. That's that's the other yeah. thing we've talked about that before is buying property. And I, in my opinion, if you want to get into land ownership on a big scale, you got to start with smaller stuff that it's not going to be undervalued anymore, but maybe doesn't have the trail systems and the food mm-hmm. plots on it. Establish those. Mm-hmm. Establish the habitat and establish the food. Get some pictures of some nice deer on it. Mm-hmm. Sell it. Buy something a little bigger. Do the same yeah. thing until you get to where you want to be or where you want to be. Like you flipping know. houses. Yep. Yeah. It's it the is. same thing. Worst, worst part about that on the ground, on rec ground, you're a three to five year turnaround on doing oh, something yeah. like that. I mean, it ain't, it ain't a year. No, it's not a year. Unless you got a 20 acre piece, yeah. you know, and then your flute pots come out and they look great. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, you get something big, you're looking three to five years by the time you. Yep. You, you do know, have time to play with it in the meantime. Yeah, you get to hunt That's it. why if you're going to do it, buy something that you you would hunt yourself. Yeah, oh, you yeah. never know. Again, like don't you ever said, get tied to something. Three to five years, and maybe you get stuck with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And if you get stuck with it, something happens. You get stuck with it. You don't want to have something that you wouldn't want. Yeah, yeah. You got to buy it right. That's yep. the big thing. But yep. uh, housing market, it's a new ball game every day. Yeah, we just don't know. I mean, yep. if um, well, there's so many things going on on the political side of things that yep. you know we just don't know. I mean, uh, government shutdown, people don't realize, like, if the government would have shut down, that took out FHA loans, VA loans, any government-backed loan. Mm -hmm. That loan just was held up. Hmm. So, um, you know, conventional cash should still go, but the government shutdown affects the housing market. Yeah. Um, Prices on homes, they're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like your house, I mean... It's probably worth thirty or forty percent more than what you paid for it. I love to hear that. Just don't <laughs> let the tax person know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Um, but, but yeah, no, I I uh, I agree. You got um, seventy five thousand dollars homes that still should be seventy five thousand selling for one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah. And yep. I have often thought about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then what's it? It takes that much more to get in. Something. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. you got to be able to replace it. There's, it's just like trucks, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like trucks are so expensive. I'm, you know, I'm thinking I could get another one, but my gosh, I have to spend fifty thousand to get, you know, something mm-hmm. that's noticeably better. And ah, mm-hmm. uh, yep. But it's busy. I mean, we it's not as busy as we was last year, or year before, just because the market's not there. It's not us. It's everybody. It's across the board. Yeah. Um. So. Um, now, you guys still have uh, some local offices, correct? We have one in Salem and one in Breeze. Um, okay. we, the one in Mount Vernon uh, was just a satellite for the agents to use. Um, so um, we don't have that one now. Yeah, I saw that you guys had moved out of that one. I figured it was probably something like yeah, that. Yeah, the agent that works down there, she didn't have internet at her house, reliable internet. So she needed somewhere so to work. So she needed somewhere to work. Well, yeah. when she got reliable internet, um, it's just like everything else. You know, we're, We've cut back on overhead yeah. just because the sales aren't there trimming fat yeah yep and uh you know you save five or six hundred bucks a month by renting an office you know right yep. but um but no we've got i think we're up to like 
back up to 20, 21 agents scattered throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I don't know, Decatur South, and yeah, I'm the furthest one east in Florida, and then we have one over in Metro. So, so mostly middle of the state down, middle close state to down. middle of the state. Yeah. yeah, we would would expand north um, if we had the agents to do it, but um, north's pretty pretty tight up there because Whitetail Properties. Oh yeah, their headquarters is in Beardstown. Yeah, oh, Pitts, like, Pittsfield. Yeah. Pittsville. Yeah, yeah. So they just built a massive two or three million dollar building yeah. last year. And they've been around long time. Long time, right? Then you got land guys up there. You got a lot of big, yeah. number, big, big guys up there. But well, I mean, that, we'd like to have some agents up there. So right, that uh, Golden Triangle, Pike County, and all that, I would say, had a lot to do with establishing a lot of land companies up in that area. Oh yeah. Because people come in and they bought all that ground that was available, and then it just kind of spread out from there. So yeah. that set in motion a lot of real estate companies, yeah. I would say, specifically yeah, right up on in that the area. land side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, you guys like are, you're actively looking for agents then, or yeah, is it we, kind of a we need agents in areas we're not in. Yeah. I mean, we really need an agent, probably um, White County down in there, Wabash mm-hmm. down in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely need agents anywhere north of 70. Yeah. So if anybody's listening that's a real estate agent or interested in getting your license, you know, we could help you with that. And But uh, we'd like to get some established agents that's that's done this for a while, but, you know, we yeah. ta- we'd take new agents too. Right. Um, sometimes the new agents are good because then we can train them. And, They're moldable. Yeah. We, yeah. Can, we just um, got a young boy from, uh, a young man, I can't say boys, 20, 21. Mm-hmm from Centralia last year uh, about this time and we trained him the right way to do it right. or the way we want him to do it. Right. Which is the right way. And, uh, you know, he's going great guns. I mean, he's, he's a go getter, you know, yeah. yep. you can't sit back and let stuff to try to come to you as a real estate or you'll start. Right. And that's a good place to be as a company too, looking to add people instead of the opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're yeah. kind of looking to expand, I guess your, your area then a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, um, we definitely, like I said, we definitely need to go north, um, probably southeastern, and mm-hmm. then if we could get somebody down around Chester, Sparta, down in there, that'd be great too. Right. But uh, definitely anything 70 north, we need, we'd like to have some agents up through there. Yeah. Um, th- that way we can start trying to get some of that market. Yeah. That uh, the, f- the f- ground market up there is, you're not going to get into that. That's just going to, I mean, it's a fluke if you get any tillable ground because up there all tillable ground is pretty well going auction yeah well I mean, why not right yeah i mean it's uh that's just the way it is up there mm-hmm. if you said it at eight thousand dollars an acre and you could have got 15 12 yeah. you know and an auction and everybody knows how auctions go yeah mm-hmm. yeah because so. you get and that's what happened up in montrose there last year or last spring um two landowners there's a 40 acre field and one landowner on one side, one landowner on the other side, and they didn't like each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> ideal situation being for the seller. I would have sold it too. <laughs> Absolutely, it was like, and then yeah, you'd have been in both of their ears. I heard he was going to buy that. <laughs> it went like eighteen thousand dollars an acre. You that know, lasted unreal. forever. I bet it got wild there for. A I little bet bit. it did too. Why didn't your father-in-law go <laughs> buy some of that? Yeah, you need you get in him. You guys can expand a little that way. Ooh. I've talked to Paul a couple times about Grant. I said, you find something, just let me know. Yep. Or not uh, your father-in-law. Your, yeah. Yep. Your 
mom's yeah. boyfriend, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you guys could. Well, it has to be close to home for the father-in-law, right? Yeah. Yeah. It. I think it's four miles. It might be five miles <laughs> in the end, but I think it's four miles in the end. That'd be hard to beat. And the bins are fairly well centered. <laughs> right. I mean that. There ain't nothing wrong with everything that. he yeah. owns is within five miles. Yeah. How yeah. much does he own? Uh, he's farming about 900, I think. Oh, my gosh. That'd be the ideal situation, I would think. That yeah. would be. No yeah. road time, no nothing. No. Uh-huh. And no. 900 acres, pretty manageable, enough mm-hmm. to make some money. Yep. Yeah, yeah one, one end to the other. Four miles, maybe five, maybe. I'd like to have 900 acres right there around where I got that 10 acre. Well, well Dad has that 10 acres mm-hmm. now. Yep. A guy could grow some deer there. Yes. <laughs> if you had... Really, I did it on a map. If a guy had... About 350 acres there, you could grow some really nice deer. Mm-hmm. But. You got to have about 100 acres to to hold them, don't you? Um, I mean, to hold them more than that, but if you're talking like, well, kind of what we try to, our philosophy is hold them when you can hunt them. So yeah. daylight during the fall. Yeah. You can set your property up for that. You can mm-hmm. do a lot on 100 acres with that. If you can keep them on you for the most of the time in the fall during the daylight, because if they're on somebody else during the summer or at night, yeah, don't care. big deal. <laughs> they can't shoot them legally. Anyway, if they're on you during the fall in the daytime, you get to decide where they live or not. Yeah, for the most exactly. part, you mm-hmm. know, obviously the rut's got to change stuff and then they're still going to naturally move off of you. Even if you do have a few hundred acres, but yeah, if you got a hundred, even 40, if it's the right 40, you know, locations, yeah. everything, you know, oh, that. Yeah. but yeah, that's it. That's a good place to be as far as being able to grow some deer. That that last one I killed two years ago, he he hit uh, two cameras pretty regular, mm-hmm. you know. And then where I killed him down there, I I think because the neighbors didn't act like they'd ever seen him, right? You know, um, and they were in there. I mean, yeah. they were hunting. You know, I think he spent a lot of time in about a three hundred, four hundred yard long swath. Some of them right will, especially when they get to that age. Yep. Yeah, they get older. They don't move much. Yep. I had I had one picture of him on a super hot camera mm-hmm. 250 yards east of there where mm-hmm. I had a ton of bucks, but he just never went over there. And that's the thing, too, is it's it's maybe not necessarily that they, as they get older, they don't move as much, which is some of it because they get older and they get lazier. But also, like, they probably live that long because they don't move that much. But exactly. That's he, he their really, personality. He, you know? Yeah, he, and he really figures out where you don't get messed with it's the same way as the bucks that move during the daylight versus the night part of the reason you don't see a lot of and i was just talking about this with the guy i told you i was talking to earlier brandon when like the deer that you see at four and a half five and a half that are you get a lot of nighttime pictures of the reason they made it to four and a half five and a half is probably because they've always moved a lot at night yeah. the ones that would be daylight walkers at four and a half five and a half probably got killed at two and a half and three and a half <laughs> Yeah, you know the weekend before Thanksgiving, exactly, <laughs> and the or the weekend after. Yeah, yeah. Now I have had a bunch of daytime pictures. I'm midday this last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I don't usually I've yeah. now had that, but mm-hmm. right. But it's and it's some bucks. And yeah, well, we've had especially compared to the last couple of years, it's been mm-hmm. cooler. Yeah, cooler this, start yeah. this year in October than it has yep. been. Yeah, exactly. So that that does make a difference. But like what you're saying there, back to the kind of the growing big deer thing i think a lot of people misunderstand that well in order to grow deer i have to have them on me all the time Mm-mm. and it's just number one you can't really yeah mm-hmm. i think the average is a on uh, for a buck he'll make one excursion a year at least that's a mile generally an average a mile two miles during the rut they'll make one big excursion and come back to their home range but 
you're not owning two miles of ground, yep. you know. And but, they're just now, they're probably right now just starting to do their fall yep. fall range. Yeah, they're falling into it for sure. This the is where, pattern. yeah, I talked about that on the full draw Friday that went up today. This is Saturday. Um, they, science say says that they are on their feet more and more as October rolls on, yeah. right? Like in the daylight, <laughs> their daytime activity just keeps going up, steady climb. We see the lull though, right? Like mm-hmm. they're on their seems like they're on their feet in the daylight more in September and then it cuts out till late October. Well, they're just not moving very far. Yeah. Right now. They may be on their feet more in the daytime. They're just not leaving their bed bedroom mm-hmm. very far. Two hundred yards, maybe that, you know. And there's yards. still a lot of corn out too. There is oh, tremendous there's amount. still a bunch of corn. Yep. yep. I hope it goes before yeah. into October. Yep. Speaking of that, I told you that those beans got well, I'm wanting to put that blind. Are they out? I don't know if they're all the way out, but they were starting on whatever day I texted you, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering about that today. I'm hoping this would be perfect to get that blind in before. Yeah. Maybe this, I'm going to try to do it this week, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. But anyway, that's, yeah, what you're talking about with the corn, that's a big thing too. Yeah, there's still a lot of corn. Yep. Which you'll start seeing it, like if you get corn around your property, like hopefully with mm-hmm. your situation, yeah, you'll see bucks move in even. Because they got to find somewhere to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I got, I mean, we got the weed patch, you know. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I was trying to figure up. There's got to be at least 300 acres um, from uh, uh, the surrounding me uh, a good halfway, mm-hmm. you know, a good a good half circle all the way around me. Uh, it's got to be 300 acres of corn. Yeah. And when they start peeling that off, things will change big time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Here when the wheat gets up, you're going to see a lot more. Deer in the wheat fields too. I oh, just yeah. seen some wheat driving around this evening up about two inches already. Mm-hmm. There's I'm a field surprised. over Claremont. It's probably four inches tall. Wow! And every time I go by it, I've been over there a lot the last two weeks. Every time I go by, there's deer all over. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in that green transfer right now, so they're the beans are turning on them, and they're still they're lurking for that next green. So if you got that yeah. kind of wheat mm-hmm. right now, the best deer hunting we ever had there on Bow's Ground, Georgeville, was when he put that in CRP, mm-hmm. and they drilled that in wheat that fall yeah. for that CRP. My gosh, we had so much fun hunting out there. Yeah, Because every, and it's not so much that we killed deer there, which we did, but it was just every hunt we went on, you, you seen deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. Yeah, that makes yeah. a difference. So with, uh, we talked about Midwest Farm and Land, obviously, mm-hmm. a little bit. With RG Outdoors, I know, I think since the last time you were on, you picked up Tacticam, right? Yep, we're a Tacticam dealer now. Um, that's been pretty successful. Um, sold a lot of stuff there. They're so popular. They're so popular, and I was talking to a guy today. He's got 13 of them. Really? And he's an outfitter. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the thing about them is you put them out there, you don't have to worry about going and checking your cards. You don't have to worry about pushing deer. You know, because yep. everybody that's got cameras that don't have cell cameras, right now they're going in and checking their cards every other day right. to see what's there because they weren't trying to pattern their deer. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to do that. Right. And, um, but, um, yeah, they've been a big hit. Um, I ordered a bunch, sold them all real quick. Um, the battery packs, the Lipo battery packs and the solar panels, those all went good well too. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm out of everything right now. Um, not going. Well, I just ordered some battery packs and some solar panels because I had a guy wanting some. The thing about it is, I have to have minimum orders. You know, like yeah. I got to order eight cameras at a time. Yep. Yep. But I, mean, I don't want to go through wintertime holding inventory. Right. Um, yeah, that's that was a good pickup. I enjoyed that. Um, 
thing about it, you get to meet new people once they realize you're out mm-hmm. and uh, or you're doing different things. So, yeah, that was a good pickup. Yeah. You guys, uh, obviously, you still got the camo dust, too. Yep. Um, sold a bunch of that down at uh, Southern Illinois Hunting and Fishing Day. Did you? At Carterville. So, so far, I haven't had any deer downwind of me to know whether it works. But Jeff hasn't gotten busted yet that I know of. No so. way. So, no, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't yet. <laughs> Is he using it? Yeah, I think so. He, well, actually, so funny story on that. He said he had it. Of course, we've had it since the spring or yeah. whenever mm-hmm. you brought it, right? And he had it in that can. And he said he couldn't get the thing out of there because it was like a brick, basically. You got to kind of loosen yeah. it up after a while. So he said he shook it around and got loosened up a little bit. And then he forgot what you told him about dusting it, right? So he went to, like, trying to pat it on himself, and he swung it around. And for those of you that don't know, it's basically a powder that's in a sock, essentially. Yeah. He said he slung it around and hit himself in the back of the rib cage. <laughs> he said he'd like to knock the air out of himself. Like hit himself with a baseball in the in a sock. He yeah. said he that broke it loose though, and then he was like, "I'll just dust it on." So he we, he's been using it, but I don't know if he's had anything down one of them or not. But I know he hasn't been busted yet. Yeah. I uh, I sold a lot of it down there, people, and it was that people that knew the product. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, sold a lot of that. Um. Which I still have. All the radic stuff, um, mm-hmm. stick and picks, which yep. you guys have some of those. I've, I really I love those things. I really do too. Mm-hmm. Even on places where I have trees that I maybe would put a camera on, I've used those, and it's just just enough better where I want that camera. Yep. It's like you got you got this tree, and before it was like that one will work. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to have it here, yeah. like maybe mm-hmm. five yards difference. Mm-hmm. Now I just stick that thing in the ground, and it's good to go. Yeah. I like, I've got, I've used, here's the thing about it. I, I order these and then I end up using them myself. That's the bad thing. <laughs> right. You know, other than the ones Clifford give me, um, cause he right. gave me a bunch. Yep. And then, uh, I needed a, I'd moved a camera. I picked up some more ground that I could hunt there by my house and mm-hmm. I needed a camera. So I just went and got one of my cameras that I had behind my house and I thought I'll just move it. Well, I knew there weren't any trees down there. So I just went and go by the tripods and sat out there, you know, so there's, mm-hmm. That I can still sell it, but uh, yeah. yeah. But I like the ones that go on the tree because just like a camera, you know, your Radix cameras or your any type of camera you use, mm-hmm. you walk up to that tree. Oh, that's a good straight tree. Well, then when you get up there and get your camera on, it's set and it's pointed down. So yeah. what do you got to do? You got to go find a stick, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, with these the perfect stick, the perfect stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And then you whittle on it to get a halfway <laughs> yeah. flat spot yep. on it. Yep. But with these tree mounts, man, you can just screw them in a tree and adjust them where you want them and go, yeah, you yep. know. And, and and it's perfect and easy. Yeah. yeah. One, I mean. One place I used one of those, it wasn't a matter of the tree being crooked, which it kind of was, but it was a great big maple, uh, it was a maple or an oak. Something anyway, your strap wouldn't go around. Exactly. This strap wouldn't fit around it. So I just took one of those mini screw-ins, mm-hmm. screwed it in there, and now it's perfect. Yeah. I, lo- I like those. I'm yep. I'm going to have to keep my hands out of my inventory there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so the still selling a lot of the blinds. Yeah, how's that coming now? Because obviously they had the manufacturer issues and the, they were kind of back ordered on well, them. Is he catching up? I talked to Bonita, his wife, mm-hmm. this week. I was supposed to have him in. Um, she thought they was gonna be here this week on the soft. He got a load of hards in, um, but he's supposed to have the softs this week. I don't know if he got them yet, but right. Um, he had, yeah, he had a problem. He told me, um, I don't know if he tell you guys up at, or tell you up at Bloomington. Yeah. I talked to him how much he'd lost. Yeah. And it was, that's a, he'd lost 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of deer blinds. Yeah. I mean, a lot of deer blinds. Right. Right. And, uh, which he takes it in stride. Clifford's such a good guy. He, he is. I mean, he, seems... he just treats me so well. And yeah, I mean, every time he's handing me something and giving me something, oh yeah, you know, here, just take this. It seems like he takes care of his people. He does. He does. And he, that's what he said. He, up there, he just brought me over one of the hang-on stands and one of the ladders, mm-hmm. you know, the ladders. And I said, Clifford, you don't have to do this. He said, nope. He said, I, you know, do this for my dealers. So. Yeah. And. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But um, those, those blinds, those soft-sided blinds, they've, I've sold a ton of those things. And they're slick too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for uh, the price point on them versus a hard-sided blind. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's hard to beat. If, yeah, well, you, if you can't, like hard-sided blinds are great because you have a little bit of that scent control too, but if you can't make that financial jump, like those soft-sided blinds are the next best thing. Yeah, you can have three of the soft-sided blinds for one of the, mm-hmm. the hard-sided. Yep. And I was just looking today, I was on Facebook, and noticed there was, um, I can't remember the name of the blind, but it was it was a, a picture of a, a soft-sided blind, and the fabric on it, was all you could tell it wasn't tight it yeah. didn't look good and i got to looking at the prices and it was like 1700 bucks man you know i yeah. haven't found anything that's that is as cheap as these radics right that are the quality of that yeah. blind cover yep yeah and the stand yeah yep. i mean um yeah i could have probably sold i ran out two weeks ago um I'm not selling mine. I sold mine last year. I didn't get to hunt out of it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. mine. Yeah. Um, so I'm supposed to be getting some more, but I'm not going to get a bunch because I just don't want to hold them over the winter time again. Yeah, right. And now's not the time of your like, cameras that guys are buying blinds yeah. either. No, you're... I'm uh, I'm looking at doing some things different with the RG Outdoors and, and even Midwest Farmer Land. I'm mm-hmm. possibly probably going to maybe go to a brick-and-mortar building in Florida where I can yeah. have stands and mm-hmm. have a... So I've seen one sitting outside of a, a building there in Flora, of one of the Radix blinds. At the Act Automotive? Maybe. When, when, right when there. did you see it? Uh, was it across from Casey's? Yes. Yeah, that's – Troy's a friend of mine. He let, okay. me, he let me put them out there last year, but they yeah, was okay. over by the car wash, and I sold a ton off there. Okay. This year we set it up closer to the building. Yeah, that's mine. Okay, that's I, I, I figured it, it probably was. I picked was. it up last week. Being in Flora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he just let me set him out there, so, you know. He, so you're looking to kind of have a place where you can do that. I, yeah, I do my own, yeah. and then I can add more. Have inventory in a storefront yeah, kind can, of thing. And I can have the the hard-sided one, you know, yeah. there, too, and stuff. And Yep. Um, that's probably not one you want to leave sitting out where just anybody can. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I'd. I'd have to chain those down for the yeah. people of Flora, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't just leave it to the, any yeah. random guy from Flora with a trailer and a winch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to winch them. You can no, that's over. true. You just lay it over. <laughs> um, yeah. The Barnas, they didn't go over so well. Yeah, we're in Redneck, Illinois, so that's true. Everybody wants a gun, so yeah. I, uh, I've got two left. I'm just, just trying to clearance them, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Looking at some different things, we'll see what comes along. I don't. If know. If anybody's looking for a, uh, an interesting. New way to kill a squirrel. Talk to Rodney. He'll get you a, a discounted burn of self-defense yeah. pistol. So or at least, like, make the squirrel cry. <laughs> well, make it really, really mad. Well, that's a funny story. Um, I'm going to be carrying one in, to one certain deer stand. Yeah? Because the neighbor's German shepherd dog <laughs> mm-hmm. is on my camera as much as the deer. Yep. yep. 
And it's one where the good bucks, one of the good bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put the pepper and mace balls in there. Yep. And I'm going to plop that dog. I bet he don't <laughs> come back when he. Probably not. I bet he does not come back to that area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's better than the alternative. I sold several of them. Um, I took them down at Carterville and I sold two. Yeah. Um, but it was just like everybody comes by and says, well, I want the real thing. I want yeah. the real thing. Well, yeah, I do too. But, you know, for somebody that doesn't. Oh, I mean, I can definitely see a market for it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they're just hard to move here in Southern Illinois, which is fine. So yeah. I'll clear them out and not mess with them anymore. But like I said, yeah. I got some. Think trying to find, just find some other things. But I was, was going to ask if you got anything new coming up in the works, <laughs> or you got some ideas, or kind of got some ideas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get in some plot seed. Yeah. Um, Caleb. Well, I. I Caleb, one of our agents, he has a big time dealership. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how, I don't know what we'll do with that. Right. But, uh, and then depending on, I don't want to say too much, but depending on how things go by the end of the year, um, if I, if I have to spend money. <laughs> right. Instead of paying the government, I'm looking at a tractor and a, a front end loader and a rear time tiller. And yeah. I probably will probably try to get into some. You know, at least trying to do food plots for somebody just right. make some money that right. way. Yeah, till gardens. Yeah, that's well. Shoot, there's a big need for that even because you get old yeah. people that want to have gardens, but they can't get to, get it yeah. tilled or find a way to do it. I know a guy around here that does it for. I forget what he charges per garden, but he makes a little bit extra spending money. Well, there's a guy in Florida does them for. You can pay for a tiller. Yeah, thirty five dollars a garden. You yeah, know. Mm-hmm. that sounds about like what he was charging. Like I said, I don't remember exact number, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. I mean. Well, We'll see how the rest of the year goes. Yeah. Like I said, I just, uh, I'm not paying the government anymore. I don't blame you. I'm going to have an asset for my business instead mm-hmm. of. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. And then, which I know you, we can get plots from you guys too. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, have two or three different types. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, it's hard to market it when I don't have a website. Right. And just doing a Facebook. Yeah. You know. You kind of you're kind of limited on your audience right now, yeah, or your demographic, I guess. So we'll see how yep. things go. Um, if we go brick and mortar, then we'll probably do some different things. Mm-hmm. Probably do a website and yeah. And we we need to back up and take a look at the scope of my whole business, whether we need to incorporate and stuff now to mm-hmm. for tax incentives and stuff. So we'll see what happens here, right? So some potential changes coming then. Well, yeah, there's some. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we'll keep tabs on it here. Yeah. I'd really like to have a office in Flores for the real estate. Um, yeah. Just to um, have more of a presence in town, too. Yeah. Instead of everything going to the big two in town. Yep. You know, because I, I, I have friends, you know, acquaintances. Well, shoot, we forgot you did real estate. You know. Right. Out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's a building there for sale right now. It's gets fifty seven car hit fifty seven hundred car hits a day goes by it. So really, so it's kind of like uh, I just don't know that I want to bite it off yet. Yeah, I kind of have that same vision for us at some point is getting a building. But it's like, do you rent something? Do you try to buy something? And then when you rent something, you're going to want to buy something at some point, probably because yeah. like you said, it's. Like you were talking about with that office in Mount Vernon, it's however money, how much money a month you're just throwing away. Yeah. And then if you buy something, even if whatever doesn't work out, if you can still make payments on the building, you can rent it out and have income instead of 
just yeah. being out all that money you paid for it. But and then it's finding a place too, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a perfect one in Florida. I mean, it's perfect, but um, and it's for sale with a the realtor there in town. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go look at it next week, but I don't know what's gonna happen. Thing about it is, I've done billboards. Yeah. Okay. That big billboard there by Walmart yeah. that I had, that was $425 a month. And so if I had a building downtown that had all that information right on that building, yep. that's more notoriety than that billboard is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For not a lot more money, I would assume. No. I mean. Yeah. Um, like I said, if the building is, if the building's in any shape at all, mm-hmm. it's in, I, it's got metal over the outside of the brick, and it scares me. So yeah, right. And I know the uh, the I know I'm not going to be able to take the metal off and look at the brick. <laughs> yeah, right. I have to say that very carefully because I don't want to right um, say thing bad things about people. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. If if I could have talked Amanda into it, I would have owned where the the second liquor store is in town now. But I couldn't talk her into living out of the back of it while <laughs> while we were getting stuff done. Yep. But if I could have talked her into that, I'd have bought that place because it would have been perfect building for having the podcast, having a studio in, doing taxidermy, and having a storefront all right mm-hmm. there. It would have been yeah. great. But didn't work out. Wrong timing. Yeah, that's kind of the way this is. I I told Gloria it's for sale, and she says you need to buy that. I said I don't know that I want the overhead. Yeah. Um, because. It, I mean, by the time you do payment, I think the building's sixty five thousand. By the time you do payment, insurance, utilities, you're a thousand bucks a month. Oh yeah, you yep. know. So we went on a cruise, and I said, if it's still there when we get back, I'll, I'll, look at it. They dropped to twenty grand before we left, so that's what opened my eyes to it. You yeah. know, or ten grand, I believe. Piqued your interest a little. Yeah, and uh, it's actually right across from Huck's, Hilliard's old building. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike don't own it anymore, but yeah. Uh, but um, so we got back and it's still in the market, and I talked myself out of it again. Mm-hmm. And Gloria said, "You need to buy that." And I said, "I don't know that I want that thousand dollars a month overhead." Yeah. For something that I don't know that's going to make the money back. Pay for itself. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't. I mean, it's you, not going to for a while. For a while, right? Yeah. And uh, that is a hot intersection. 5,700 cars a day go through there. Man. So, um... I guess I didn't realize that's where his place used to be. He had a car lot there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His repair shop's on down. Okay. Mm-hmm. East. But, um... Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I know where you're at now. Yep. So, uh, I got a pre-approval letter. I called my banker there and I said, I don't know that I want to do this. I said, maybe this is me talking myself out of it. But or me making the decision not to buy it, but I want to pre approve a letter so I can go look at it. Right. So I'm gonna go look at it next week just to see. But yeah. You never know until you look, right? Yeah. Kinda like those bucks we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might be different when you go see it in person. I know it would help with both real estate and my outdoor business. Yeah. But uh we'll see. Yeah. That's yeah. one that's as far as new products other than maybe some seed and stuff, um, Again, the stuff like that's hard to sell with a, if without a storefront or a website. Yeah. So yeah, no doubt, no I doubt. I don't want to get a bunch of money wrapped up in stuff and not be able to sell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of with where you're at on while well, retail and stuff. Like you yeah. said, it's 
it's hard to do that just through Facebook and make it work for for very long, yeah. right? Especially when you're wanting to. Well, you hit a point where it's either this is all it's ever going to be. I'm gonna quit it, or I got to get bigger somehow, yeah. right? And I had to do that in my water business too. Yeah, you know, Nathaniel carried a few bottles of water for me one summer. No yeah. oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but the blinds they'll sell no matter what. Yeah, you know so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, man, we're about almost right at an hour. Um, uh, you got anything else you want to add or anything else coming up that we missed? Anything you want to talk about that we didn't? No, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, if anybody's wanting to buy or sell real estate, get a hold of me in anywhere around. Yeah. I mean, Basically what you said right now, if you're selling something, it's going to sell really fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the thing. If you're selling something and it's priced right and good quality, it's going to sell fast. Yep. That's why I always try to add in on our, our read readout for you, too, is like not just if you're looking to buy. Yeah. If you're looking to sell, too, because it's, yeah. it's the right market for it. I mean, if. And you, like you said, you got guys, you got buyers. Yeah. And if you're a buyer, go get that pre-approval letter or something and have it ready to go. Yep. Because. You don't want to be behind the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like that property or this week is. You know, four or four or five hours it was on the market and it was gone. Well, yeah. you don't even have time if, if you're interested in it. You don't even have time to you call your even, banker. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's too late. Time he says I'm busy, I'll call you back. Things gone. Yeah. And my guy from Alabama, you know, I told him about it on Wednesday. Told him we need to get an offer in by the end of the, end of the day. Didn't get it done. He called me that night, nine o'clock. Said, Hey, I'll have you an offer. No, he said I'll call you in the morning. Text me at nine and said I'll call you in the morning. Call me at seven thirty. He said. Well, I said, I'm just thinking about a couple more things. So I'll, I'll have you an offer by noon. It was 2.30 when he finally called me. It was too late. It was done. Yeah. And he said, well, I should have listened to you. I said, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, they, people just don't understand how imperative it is to be ready to go. Right. I mean, yep. you know, that house that you and Kaylee looked at, mm-hmm. you know, that had been on the market for a little bit. But yeah, if... um. If it was something that was priced right and you was wanting it and mm-hmm. and it wasn't ready, it was going to be gone. Yeah. Especially that too, like if at the right price point, it's going to go quick. Yeah, I'm going to look at 94 acres. I'm going to go talk to a lady about 94 acres Monday, and uh, it might not even hit the market because yeah. I've already got buyers for it. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Yep. So and we're, there's a lot of that too. Yeah, you know. So yep. But yeah. So. If you're if you're looking for ground again, and I said this in the intro too, <laughs> get a hold of Rodney. Um, I got his cell phone number in there. I'll have everybody will be able to see that, and it's always in the description too, uh, where they can find you and your stuff. RG Outdoors is your company on Facebook. Yep. Um, and then Midwest Farm and Land, you can find them anywhere. Uh, anywhere. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming in no, again. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's good. Always appreciate uh, you taking the time to drive down and. Good conversation. Pick up him. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Drag Nate into one of these. Yep. It's he needs an excuse to get down here. So yes. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else, Nate? I don't think so. All right. Well, we yeah. will catch you guys on the next one. Maybe we'll all have, all have big deer stories next time. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> that's the plan, right? All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>